I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, welcome to the Talk of Movies, Pictures Movie Show. I am. Who are you, Tim? I am. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Uh, My name's Andy Price. And what is this? And And this is Tim Goodings. Hello. Hello. This is a podcast about about movies. And And what do we do on this podcast, Tim? Discuss them and uh, review them. And that's the intro done. Next section. Okay. Next section is Marvel News. Um, Marvel News is when I discuss Marvel News. So we'll do it now. And... um, Currently, do you know the thing about uh, the guy that was fired? But because Who? he's been fired, and I'm gonna, I'm not happy. I'm as mad as Batista. I'm gonna uh, boycott uh, Marvel News until he's reinstated again. Sorry, Tim. I, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about here. Who's who's been fired? James Gunn. Go on. Yeah, he was he was fired. Uh, that's not news, but everyone knows that already. So don't mistake that for Marvel News, because I'm deliberately boycotting the idea of Marvel News while he is still fired. So if you didn't know that already, then you didn't hear it from me, because I don't want you to think that that is news now, because I'm not doing the news, because he's been fired. Tim, I'm gonna I'm gonna poke a big old plot hole in your uh, situation here. Yep. I don't know what Guardians of the Galaxy is. I didn't say Guardians of the Galaxy. Tim, yeah? this isn't about you pointing plot holes in my conversation. <laughs> this is about me pointing plot holes in yours. Okay, and point the plot hole? I don't know what Gardens of the Galaxy <laughs> the plot is. plot hole is that you uh, don't know something. And I wish you'd stop mentioning it. Because that means that your boycott has, has gone shit cock it's all over the cock. floor. It's gone shit cock? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, that's it for Marvel. So hang on, hang on. All right, okay. Like like this this aside, can you just like get on with the Marvel news cuz quite honestly, um enough chit chat. This is what people tune into the podcast for. No, nope, tell that's them it. the Marvel news. Nope, it's I'm boycotting it cuz I want The Marvel news is that you're boycotting Marvel news. Well, no, there is. I'm saying there isn't Marvel news because of that. So this is podcast news. This is that just you're boycotting Marvel news. I guess this is yes. This section All is right. podcast. This is news about the podcast features. It's feature news. Yeah. And that news is there's no Marvel news this week because I'm boycotting that feature. And that is feature news. All right. That's that's podcast that's news. Uh, news. Next section um, Marvel news. Nope. So th- 
this, so Tim, this isn't you disagreeing with his terrible Twitter jokes, is it? This is you being too lazy to get the fucking Marvel news this week. Andy, if it so happens that this week when James Gunn was gone and is not there... It was this I, week, was and it? And it's something that le- could be legitimately angry about coincides with me being fucking sick of Marvel news, then that is a coincidence. And don't read quite, anything into that. Quite honestly, Tim, if you're sick of Marvel news, then you're sick of this podcast, and why the fuck are we even doing it? Well, maybe I'll boycott the podcast. Well, fine, I'm boycotting the, the podcast as well. Should we start a new podcast? Yeah, what should we start? Um, a sort of film podcast. What, like we used to do? Yeah, like back in the old days. I did used to enjoy it a lot more, I'll be honest with you, Tim. Should we just start a new, start fresh, okay? At like there never was any Andy and Tim prior to the first one. This okay. Is, we're, maybe we even just met and we're just going back to the old features, the old basics of what the podcast was in the in the back in the day, the old days, the day. So, podcast news, we're stopping the podcast and we're going back to basics. This is the end of the podcast. That's no. another, that's section two of podcast news. There, this, this isn't one anymore. New podcast. That's the third bit of podcast news is that there is now a new podcast. And it's called? The Talking Movies, Pictures, Movies Show 2. Yes. Cruise Control. Talking Movies, Pictures, Movies Show Me the Money 2. Cruise the Control. Talking Movies, Pictures, Movies Show Girls. So this is we're, this is a new podcast, and we go back to the basics of what we used to do, just to keep it oh, just off those old features. This feature is called uh, "Can Anything Stop Kevin Spacey's Career?" Ah, uh, oh, I see. Is... I used to love this because this was like K-Pax era talking <laughs> movies, pictures, movie show, <laughs> and this is like when K-Pax that was came out, and everyone was like, "Wow, he he can't be stopped. This film is incredible, top um, of his game." Yeah. Um, is it? This is pre-pay it forward, though, right? Oh, I have no idea. I don't even know if he's in it. In fact, <laughs> um, but he should have been because then he would have been at the top. Well, he's at the top of his game. More. They probably wanted him on it. Yeah. So this is maybe maybe seven era when he wasn't even credited, but he mm. was in it. So the way this feature worked was every week we'd sit down and we'd one of us would sometimes it was me sometimes it was you that was just the kind of energetic approach to podcasting that we used to have before we got disillusioned by marvel news but we used to one of us would ask the question can anything stop kevin spacey's career and that's what i'm asking you right now Tim. yeah is there anything conceivable that could stop his career in its tracks that would also make, make him I, I like what you did there because i asked the question then you turned around you asked me the question so now i'm asking the question yeah well, can anything stop kevin well, what Spacey's I did there, career I paid, and that's a question I, for you with that question what i did is i took it and i paid it forward um <laughs> so i gave it to you and then i took that question and i k-paxed it yeah um, right in your face yeah okay so I guess the the answer would be uh, no. He's unstoppable. He's a force of acting nature, a nature of acting. He will be acting until he's dead. Mm. And I heard he's trying to get into the theatre as well. And that's okay. that will make him even more unstoppable. Because you know what's more unstoppable than movies? The, uh, Kevin Spacey. And theatre. And theatre. And put them together and you've got an unstoppable Kevin Spacey in the theatre. And he will yeah. not stop. Well, what? He will I mean, not. People will ask him to because they're like, there's, there's people around here who want you to stop. Because, <laughs> so that I've met. But he won't because he's unstoppable. I, you know, I wish, 
I wish he'd stop after what he did. <laughs> Which was K-Pax. Wait, oh, and yeah, it, was it was so K-Pax. good. Like, he should just stop because, because now... Because they've gone, like, oh, he's completed films. So, that's enough. So, the answer to that segment is no. No, nothing can stop him. Uh, and now, next segment is... Um, oh, this mind, was this, one of my favourites, Tim. Yeah, bear in mind, we, did this, we started this podcast the first time when we were in our uh, early teens... This segment is called Pretty Film Ladies that I like and saw. Oh, yes. Oh, God, so many. So many pretty film ladies that I liked and I saw. And I presume that you liked and saw them too. Otherwise, it was a one-sided conversation, which I do not like. I'd like Tim think- I do not like one-sided conversations so the thing about this segment is that it just allowed us to really kind of uh, jizz out those hormones <laughs> it allowed us to really look at the women the pretty film ladies of today and of the day the old days and just really let people know that yeah we were uh, ready for it and we wanted it good and, and, they were the- and hard mm-hmm. and they were the ones for us and and oh boy, wouldn't it be nice? And who was your first? Who's your first pretty film lady of, of this week, Andy? My first pretty um, film lady of this week was um, Marty McFly's mum in <laughs> Back to the Future. Uh, the the actor whose name we can never forget because of her turn as uh, she was she was the original MILF Tim, which you don't know about. You don't know about MILF yet because yet. it's it, we're we're teenage boys, and that was many moons ago. Um, so, uh, that actress whose name we all know is, uh, the original, <laughs> she is the original MILF and that's Andy's, that's your pick of the week for the lady that I'd like to have, uh, be in bed with. Exactly. Because, um, when he got with his mum in the car, yeah, that was, oh boy. Cause back when we were teenagers, who didn't want to get with their mum? In many ways, have any of us ever grown out of it? <laughs> And if this was still the 80s, Tim, I would be paging Dr. Freud right now. But it's not, so I'll have to call him on my iPhone. And who's your ladies that we like? Uh, my The pretty film lady of the, the day that I want to have and be with is, of course, uh, the girl Lion from The Lion King. The, the little one. Oh, the really little one. Well, she starts off little, but then so does Simba, and then he gets bigger. I mean, uh, this is difficult, because I remember when we first discussed this back in the day, uh, yeah. 30 or 40 years ago when we did the podcast, the concern uh, initially in this conversation was that she was uh, an animal, whereas now her, the concern is more that she's uh, a child. No, because by the end but of the film... But that's just the landscape we're working in these days. Well, by the end of the film, I think she's reached at least adolescence, and if not adulthood, so... And and in fact, in that sense, she's even more mature than I am, based on this feature. So, I think uh, Nyala, maybe. May she rest in peace. May she rest in peace, because life is not that long. And that is the segment, Ladies That We Liked. Ladies, ladies of, of film that would, that that we, would get it. We, so all night weird. long. All day. All night. Uh... Any other features that we remember from days gone by? I mean, it really is amazing how far we'd come, Tim. I know we yeah. we uh, disavowed, uh, boycotted, some might say, the intro to this, but it was smooth. And I feel like just getting back in that mindset of what we used to do is uh, just showing us how far we have come. Come. 
And so, um, our final feature of this introduction to our um, our thing called a podcast is uh, th- so this this segment. I really enjoyed this segment because yeah. obviously, when we were teenagers and we were doing this podcast, and we were like, "We'll be in movies one day," yeah. and uh, we were looking at other people in movies that were similar age to us and going, "Oh my god, look how well the, they're doing!" The, the Could, Hollywood youth, yeah. The Hollywood youth. So, like, um, it's we called this section. What do they do next? Um, and it was about the child stars of, uh, you know, the kind of eighties and nineties, and just asking, <laughs> what would they do next? Yeah. Um, because you, sometimes you just wouldn't know. I mean, we knew they'd be making movies forever, You'd great hope, movies. I mean, we hoped films. I think yeah. ultimately. So what we'd do is we'd pick a we'd pick a child star and we'll pick go. One. What's next? What are they, what what they do next? What are they doing? What are they doing next? next? And that's a theme tune, so you better make that theme tune. Yeah, that, oh, one more time, just a clean. What will they do next? And I think what I'd like to have is maybe a little um, boing sound after. Okay, I'll try it again. After you've said that. What will they do next? Boing. No, I, I don't, I'm not asking you to do it. I'm just saying I'd like to find that sound effect and put that in. So it just why goes, do you need why do you, like that? After why you, do you need a sound effect? Well, just cut yours in because yours was better than mine. Like that. And just yeah. put that in. Brilliant. Okay, great. <clears throat> so first up on our child actor list, uh, they're going to be going on to big, big things. We've got oh, everyone's favourite uh, neglected child, Macaulay Culkin. Mm, Macaulay. Macaul- what will he do next, Tim? McCulkin. Mm, so Macaul- I, I think Home Alone Two. I mean, I'm pretty sure that already came out. No, what? All right, Home Alone Three. <laughs> I mean, that's a given, Tim. Come on, let's be more adventurous. What's he going to do a as given. a thirty-year-old leading man? That is a given. He'll be, I guess, he'll be the next hmm, Kevin Costner. Where he'll just age so smoothly into his face and uh, legs, uh, which, as we know, are not in any way spindly, nor will they be. And he'll just fill out so nice, and nothing sharp about that nose, thank you. Um, I think um, I think he's going to be the next Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think I think he will. And in fact, he did play someone called Kevin, and I think that was what he was aiming for. <laughs> I mean, all the major Kevins. He's going to be like Kevin Costner, Kevin Spacey, Kevin, Spacey. Kevin McAllister. My my pick of the children, my pick of the crib, it would be Hayley Joel Osment, the kid from Sixth Sense. Which, as we all know, didn't come to prominence until the mid-2000s. Yep. Uh, but, oh, <laughs> man, I've got my eye on him, and he's going to be in some great movies. <laughs> oh, like no, it wasn't the mid-2000s. Sense. It was the late 90s, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. All right, okay. And And AI. Uh, which probably was 2000s. And, you know, I'm sure loads more great films that I couldn't even imagine now. And certainly he won't get sort of to, you know, his 30s and end up having to star in shit indie films directed by, for example, Kevin Smith. Well, good gun, though. I think, who who do you think he'll be similar to now when he gets to a good ripe old age of acting? Or maybe he'll take a more producing role, be more of a Harvey Weinstein figure. Andy? Well, let's say Morgan Freeman. Um, <laughs> um, I seriously don't know what he's doing. He was on Comedy Bang Bang the other day. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's not a career, is it? Podcasting. And um, and our final child of the week 
um, which I understand now sounds strange. Um, River Phoenix. What's River Phoenix going to be up to in 10 years, Tim? Oh, what a great name. I mean, there's no way that you cannot be being doing acting without with a, without a name. <laughs> with a name like that you cannot do it. There's no way that you can't do it without a name that's not on River Phoenix, isn't there? Um, what will he? What's he going to go on to do? More of that, probably. Uh, More of the acting. A- acting as my prediction. Take that to the bank, get into Labrooks, and just be like uh, twenty pounds that River Phoenix will be acting, please. And they'll probably give you some pretty shit odds on that, I'd imagine. But yeah, because like, how could he possibly not be acting? And that's what they do next. <laughs> oh, just it's nice to get back to basics and just do the mm. old the old features that we that we loved and missed. So well, that that was a that was a, a pleasant um, amount of time. Um, but- there will be the amount of time depending on the edit anywhere between (laughs) 30 seconds and 26 minutes Mm. Mm. well let's not reveal that that's how long it takes to get any of what happens (laughs) out because that will make it seem I mean if that ends up being like 3 minutes long and they'll think wow they are 9 times less funny than I thought that would be a fucking embarrassment but then also they'll be 9 times more impressed by the maths that you just did that's true Pretty good at maths, guys. So, up next, um, we are reviewing a a movie. And whilst it was nice to just get back to basics, unfortunately, we have to review one of those shitty modern movies because we we are are contractually obliged to. And I'll be reviewing that in now. I'll tell you one thing that never changes, Tim. Yeah, what? That I will never, ever, 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 ever not want you to touch that dial. Off that dial. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
Welcome back to the Talking Movies Pictures Movie Show. This is a podcast about movies where we talk about movies and we review movies. It's just, it's very simple, Tim. And we talk about movies. And this time, as always, I'm going to review one of them. I am right. It is right, Tim, and I'm sorry I couldn't make the screening this week. I really fully intended to, but the thing is, do you remember a couple of weeks ago when I got that hysterect- hysterectomy? Did you have it reversed? It No, it burst. <laughs> so I had to go... Um, <laughs> just, well, what do you mean it burst? It was out of you. It, do you mean it, it burst? It burst. The, the one that the, they had? The hysterectomy burst, and it was a mess. I'll be honest with you, Tim. And I didn't yeah. want to take that mess into a family-run movie theatre where yeah, kids it's a one see family that, that runs mess. It. And I it's... didn't want to discuss them. I didn't want to get it in the popcorn because I know you eat that popcorn, Tim. And I know it's not the yeah, worst thing I'm putting thing. in my I, mouth, but it and is I don't still look at too what, far. I don't look at what's in it, so I'll just eat it anyway. And even well, you, if that means you think it pieces was of butter, pieces of burst hysterectomy in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've just gobbled it down. Incidentally, Tim. Yep. Do you want to know how it burst? Um. Uh, do, hang on. Let me just think. Do I want to know how the absence of a womb burst? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I was. I went to the movies. Yep. Oh, you. <laughs> so it happened at the movies then. Yes. Okay. I went to the movies with my wife Genevieve. Yep. And um, we. We were, <laughs> we were, we got some popcorn and we took it yeah. into the movie theatre. And I'll I tell you, I'll tell you a secret, Tim. That I don't want anyone. I don't want you to tell anyone. But I was, um, me and Genevieve um, hadn't been having Hold on, much. Let me just of, let me just pause the recording. Okay, go on. Yep, me and Genevieve have been having a bit of a tough time re- recently because uh, we haven't been having sex. Because uh, is that because you had because, a hysterectomy? Because I had a hysterectomy, and I I can in error assumed that I was all healed. So what I did was I did that classic trick where I put my dick through the bottom of the popcorn. <laughs> so that when she reached out for some, she'd, she'd touch my dick and I'd be having a lovely time. And so it would be great. You would, you would do it. You would, okay. You wanted to do that in lieu of sex because you can't have sex. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, Are I can trying- now. I was just ready for it, but she'd already got used to not having sex. So I thought I'll spice it up a bit. And that was a prelude to maybe sex later on after the film you were thinking. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I cut, I cut a little hole in the bottom of the popcorn. I put my dick in, but do you know what I did, Tim? Um, did you forget to put popcorn in it? Well, it was a series of unfortunate events, to be honest with you. One, Wait, I... Wait, did you cut a hole in the bottom of the drink? <laughs> no, no, I cut a hole in the bottom of the popcorn, but I, yeah. cut, the ho- I cut the hole too small. So okay. I put my dick in. That must be small. And then when she uh, reached her hand in and it uh, engorged, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it got stuck in the um, in the hole. The hole was then too small for Can it. Can I just? Sorry, I'm just I'm, I'm just trying to. Cause what, cause <laughs> Bear I, in mind, Tim. This is no, the no, family run I just, I just remembered. I just remembered that the film I went to see. <laughs> Uh, there was a couple near me, um, and I didn't see their faces. Yeah. But it definitely seemed like there was a lot of popcorn rustling going on, and then what sounded like a balloon bursting was this last Tuesday. Yeah, and then and then both went. of them both of them ran out of the cinema before the film started. <laughs> and I was, it, was the man in particular screaming? Um, well, I was certainly screaming, as <laughs> so I couldn't really hear much over the top of that. 
because it's it honestly sounded like his dick burst. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it did. Do you want to carry on telling do, me what happened? Do you know? Well, it yeah. So when it when it engorged, mm. um, it it got stuck. That is the best. That is the best word for it, by the way. And she didn't. She didn't stop. So <laughs> in the end, it backed up until it oh. couldn't stop, and then it just exploded, and it went all over the popcorn. And do you know the most disgusting thing, Tim? Um, is uh, hmm, I want. Do I want to know? Do I want to know the most disgusting thing about something that is already inherently disgusting and wrong? Yeah, okay. What's the most disgusting thing, Andy? She ate the popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) Those screams you heard wasn't me and Genevieve. It was just me. And it was my scream that was so loud it was echoing off the walls and made it sound like it was two people running out. She saw this whole film. She's given me notes about this film to help review it. Hang on. No, 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 no. So she did, what I saw, she did leave very briefly, but I think she must have come back in to see it because I think what, she ran out and I heard her say, "Mm, I'm going to get me some more of this popcorn. And I think that maybe she didn't realise that that was the flavour. Right, well. That that it tasted great and it all would taste like that. And then she was complaining through a lot of the film about the the popcorn being flavourless and tasting less of hysterectomy. (laughs) Um, So you went to see this movie, Tim? Yeah, oh man. I will say that the opening I did not um, really pay that much attention to because there was a couple, which we now know is you and your wife. Mm. Just kind of, um, I mean, I guess, you know, beginning to well, have relief just... and then bursting a cock. Well, I might be able to help you out a bit here, Tim, because Genevieve did actually make some notes on the intro whilst I was screaming. That's good. Um, so she was okay. She, yeah, she was so at least paying she, attention. She's to the described. Most thing. Yeah, she's described the intro to this movie. She's put. Um, yeah. it, it tastes metallic. <laughs> Is that an so accurate that, description? Do you think? Okay, so apparently the intro tasted metallic. I didn't see the intro. Uh, missed it. Some screams and a bursted cock. But the the scene did contain some metal, and it was a metal shield uh, of a big dwarf man. This was a fantasy film, Andy. Dwarf gets the shield and he's like, okay, it's time to make this quest count. And it's his last one. And he's only a day away from retirement. So he's got to do it in a day. Otherwise it, it stops. Um, and it is... So it it's, like a, a it's like a spiritual, uh, fantastical uh, companion movie to the bucket list. But with a it, fantastical dwarf. Yes, he's yes. So he's sort of really old and uh is going to retire from dwarving soon. And he does have a list written on his shield which has a list of things and people that he wants to kill and do. And it's basically just him kind of uh walking through the world of fantasy and going, "Oh my god, I didn't even know that there were fairies." And then there and there are. And he has to uh kill kill them. He has to kill the fairies. That's his quest. It's a list of uh, things that uh, he needs to kill to feel what uh, killing it is. He loves to kill. So he needs to uh, do more killing. Before he retires. <laughs> Before he retires, which is only a day away. And there's a list of things that he hasn't yet killed um, in his life. The list is fairies. Top of the list is fairies. And he's like, I'm not even sure that they exist. And he suddenly sees one. And as we know... As I just said, he kills it. 
so there's a list of things and he's not sure if they do exist and if they're real. Uh, there's fairies, there is uh, the moon landing, and um, there is, <laughs> Wait, of course... So he, on his list, he has to kill the moon yeah. landing. Well, and does he make an attempt? No, Andy. No. First, he has to prove that it exists. Because he okay. can't kill something that doesn't exist. So there's fairies is the first thing, and he does find one and does does kill it. Second is How the moon landing. How does he find landing. it? It's literally there, like straight away. Just, and that just is lands on his head or something. Uh, it lands on his thigh, and he just goes, oh, this is easy. Uh, squishes How it. How do he kill his, it? Squish, yeah. He just squishes it with his uh, with his fist. Then he looks down his list, and of course there are things that he needs to prove exist in order to kill them. One is the moon landing. Um, one is the Mars landing. And... <laughs> what Mars landing? Wow. Oh, you're one of those, are you? Um, and one, of course, is the nine eleven conspiracy. And <laughs> wait, whether the conspiracy is real? Yes. <laughs> okay, go on. So this film is uh, what I think has happened. Basically, is I think the director has tried to find a way to incorporate a lot of his conspiracy theorist nutter kind of views um, in a very poor allegory of you know, a fantasy world. And who is the director? <clears throat> it was uh, Michael Moore. So, it, you know, it's not surprising, really, that he's kind of... His first foray into fiction is uh, very heavily reliant upon the idea that, you know, he's seeking the truth for these conspiracy theories and things like that. So what is the um, truth this uh, dwarf's seeking? Uh, global warming. He's seeking global warming. The truth about it. That's number four on the list. <clears throat> and then he's got to kill it if it's real. <laughs> Yeah, he's got to kill it if it's real, because obviously that's bad. Wait, so, <clears throat> so it's a 9-11 conspiracy. You've put four things on this list. You've only said that he's killed one of them. Well, I, I don't want to the film. I, but this is the thing, Tim. I don't want you to hold back, because, you know, if you don't like spoilers, don't watch the film. <clears throat> are you saying that you want to hear that he kills more of them, or you want to hear more of the things that are on the list? Tim, I'm just seeking the truth. Ah, okay. Well, you've stumbled on something there, Andy. Which is? <laughs> the name of the film. <laughs> I assume that was a film you were trying to go and see, was it? Well, no, I was very distracted at the time. Before you went to see the film and when you bought the tickets? Yeah, Tim, I was weeks out of a hysterectomy. I wasn't thinking about anything except my dick. Okay, well, uh, fair enough. He is a dwarf and that doesn't come into play as much as you might like. And he's on a journey and uh, his wife uh, dies at one point, you know, to make it, you know, sad. Any questions? Inciting incident? Yeah, it was it was that. Um, I mean, it comes very quickly. Basically, his wife dies and says, "Don't ruin your fucking life. Don't was waste his, it." Was his wife the fairy? No. Uh, hmm. That's interesting. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> he didn't believe that they existed, so it would be mad to think that he was married to one. No, his wife was. Uh... <laughs> You're right. That would be mad. <laughs> yeah, his wife was an orc. Or she was green. I mean, I don't. Know. I assume she was supposed to be an orc. I don't think Michael Moore paid much attention to what the races really were. Tim! The dwarf was just a short guy. What? Was there any point where the dwarf questioned his own existence? Yeah, I mean, I think that was the kind of uh, internal irony of the film, is that this character who is something that is not real is questioning the reality of things that are real, like the 9-11 conspiracy... 
Um, Mars moon landing. Mars landing. I didn't... (laughs) Sorry. Yes, I misspoke earlier. The Mars moon landing. (laughs) Where we landed on the moons of Mars. Um, does um does the dwarf have a name? Because I I feel uncomfortable keep just referring to him as the dwarf. It's a it's a it's a fantasy dwarf. It's not a dwarf like a human. Oh, so they don't have guy. names. So they don't have names. That's right. Right. Okay, I've got you. I mean, if you think if you look at Lord of the Rings and they call all the dwarves stupid names, like Biffa Bofa Bomba. I mean, they are basically just taking the piss out of dwarves because they're saying, oh, what, you don't have names? Then we'll give you the worst names possible. Oh, um, so like, this is care. this is a very respectful film, is what you're saying. Yes, because they actually don't have names. And yet Peter Jackson, who I think wrote Lord of the Rings, said, oh, Biffa Biffa Bomba, Tally Joblin, and uh, Thorin. Mm, and Scally Hoo-Ha. And they're all, and he's going, oh, well, if you want some names. And he just fucking throws a dart into a dictionary and sets it on fire. And whatever's left, that's just your names. And it was mostly bees. Most of the bee section survived. Biffa Bofa Bomba, Illy and Gilly. So, so who played the dwarf? You know what? Who would you, who, I mean, who would you think it would be? Well, the difficulty <laughs> is, Tim, that, yeah. that I'm not sure if you can say who the dwarf is. Because if dwarfs don't have names, presumably... Uh, a dwarf played this dwarf unless you're saying this is another typical Hollywood whitewash well I mean you would say presumably and, and you're right to presume that as I did that it would be someone for example like Peter Dinklage no it is in fact Andre the Giant and I don't know I don't know <laughs> what they were trying to do with that if it was supposed to be uh, a big game big game of fun I mean Tim I think you know the question I'm going to ask no there aren't any giants in the film that is on his list, though, and that's I wonder not, if that was again the Tim, joke. Tim, that's not the question I was asking. Okay, what's the question? How did they reanimate the corpse of Andre the Giant? CGI? I was, I thought it would be CGI, and it was. <laughs> <laughs> so was was um this the inciting incident? Wait, Sorry, was, was wait was this dwarf that Andre the Giant played? Was he just mm-hmm. a, what a very tall dwarf? They. Uh, had to scale I mean what is weird is that although they created him out of CGI and they could have just made him small they did I think get confused and try to make him exactly at the size he was and therefore had to build real sets that were much too big for him so this must have a massive director attached to it I mean Michael Moore yeah I mean I know he's, I know he's fat Andy I wouldn't call him massive <laughs> Uh, yeah, inciting incident is that his wife gets uh, eaten by a goblin, and he didn't know that they were real or not. And she is an orc, so it's not you know he knew they were real, so he could have suspected, I guess. Did Michael Moore script this himself? Um, there was no script as far as I'm aware, but he what? was in the film as himself. No, and Tim, it was presented stop, as stop, a stop, stop, stop. Go on. I've just said some important things there. Tim, stop, 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 stop. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. no script. Uh, well, I couldn't see one. <laughs> what? There were no subtitles on. No, and none of the actors have one. So, and there were were there any lines in this? Yeah, they were talking, but they weren't reading it for anything. So I, I'm, assuming, <laughs> I'm and that's what that that's what makes you think it's a documentary. No, um, that's what makes you think there was no script. The reason I think it was a documentary is because Michael Moore was in the film and was talking directly to the uh, characters. Oh, okay, I see. And, right, and yeah. addressing the camera. Okay. As well. And what what kind of things was he saying? 
Uh, he was saying, uh, oh, I'm sorry to bother you. I'm just making a film um, about, you know, you and what you're doing. Is it all right? And you watch him sign the release at the end to let them use his image. So, so he's you... really going for the, ver- the, the verisimilitude of it seeming real. Would you say this is like a uh, a world first fantasy documentary? Yeah, but so you mean the fake documentary? Oh, so oh, okay. So the, those other kind of mockumentaries could be described as fantasy documentaries. No, probably not. So this is a mockumentary, but it's presented as you know as though. I mean, I I, I don't think Andre the Giant is even alive but, anymore. Hang on, Tim. I have a question. Yeah, are mockumentaries even documentaries then? Because if they're um, not real, then they're just films. You're saying mockumentaries are just films. Well, I mean, is it is it you know is it right that we just even give them the title of just films? That makes it sound that's reductive, isn't it? Well, yeah. Well, let's not call them films then. Let's just call them just. So yeah, I think Michael Moore in some ways was almost the main character of this, uh, but Dwarf, as, as I said, is nameless, <clears throat> is the person that he's following, and it turns out at the end there was a. a Mars moon landing. How do you find that out? Well, he goes, he goes there, and he goes you can't to say Mars. That can't happen because it isn't. Well, it isn't real, so you can't say that can't happen. I mean, try. That can't happen. No, it's real, not real. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, is this review a mockumentary? Uh, this review is a documentary about about my trip to the cinema. Who's in it? Well, me and and there was a little cameo by you and Genevieve, uh, which I hadn't planned on. I didn't even know about it. Well, yeah, because you weren't like even though you were the subject of this documentary, you weren't obviously in control of it because Michael Moore was d- directing this documentary. I oh, so you're saying he was directing the documentary of me going to watch the film that he made? I presume that's why he was in the theater at the at the time. Oh, you think he was in the theatre? Yeah, well, he was the one that gave me the um, the scissors to cut the hole in the popcorn. Oh, oh so he was in the theatre? Yeah. And uh, was he filming me? Well, yeah, I mean, he had his camera phone. I, I wasn't sure whether to call the police or not. Have you watched the the, the video that he's made of me? Yeah. And how, can you review that quickly? Because that's, that's then, I guess... The okay, so it's, 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 actually, it's actually really good because um, yep. it kind of starts off where he's, is, he's in a dark room and mm-hmm. um there's like a screen at the end and lights come up and the oh, opening credits okay. to a movie start so oh, it's like you don't okay. much feel like you're in the theater and all yeah. of a sudden there is a blood curdling scream yeah and this sounds familiar blood just splashes onto the movie screen the okay the the real one or the one in the film the one in the film and yeah. suddenly this like guy you can't tell who it is because it's all in shadows mm-hmm. but like this guy mm-hmm. just like runs out grabbing his crotch just like screaming and everyone's going what the fuck's going on there's a bit of panic did you work, i mean did you get a good look at the guy's face can you work out who, who that was you or? can't tell who it is at all can't tell who no, it is. Okay. no 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 i mean you can tell he's handsome but that's about it and right, okay. then unlikely. michael moore kind of like goes out into the lobby afterwards and yep. this guy's just there screaming and he starts interviewing him about um like what's going on what's happened and this guy's okay. like my uh hysterectomy has burst and right. he's I like i was okay i thought i was in this film but you're saying no tim you just have a cameo of this film more about the guy whose hysterectomy burst exactly but you have a little cameo at the beginning do i yeah exactly Go on, I you, missed that. so you have a cameo at the beginning <laughs> Yeah, where you're just watching a film, and that's when it pans off to this other guy, and then oh, he goes great. out into the lobby in the end, and then um, 
as uh, this guy kind of, he's like, I need to go to the hospital. This is ridiculous. And yeah. so uh, Michael Moore's like, oh, okay, fine. Like, I'll let you go. And the cu- camera kind of cuts. And that's the end of act one of the documentary. And then this okay. guy kind of like, it cuts to the next scene. This guy's got his own camera phone out. He's like filming himself. And he's like, oh shit, my hysterectomy's burst. I've got to go to the hospital. I'm just like recording this now so I can like send a video message to like my wife and like oh, in case I die or whatever. Familiar. So he okay. goes to the hospital. Maybe I did. Yeah. And he uh, flatlines. And basically okay. then it cuts again and yeah. a camera kind of gets the camera gets kind of gets picked up from the side of the operating table and he turns it round yeah. to the um, um to the selfie camera and it's Michael Moore who's who's making it. Who's yeah, Michael and Michael Moore? Moore and Michael Moore's the surgeon. Right. Was that meant to be a twist that it was Michael Moore holding the camera the whole time? Exactly, yeah. And this is his new documentary. But I mean, cuz we already knew that obviously cuz we discussed that he was filming. Yeah. But it's meant to be a twist for the viewer. Yeah, because you think it's someone else. <laughs> Who do you think it is? <laughs> you think it's the guy whose hysterectomy's burst. <laughs> so you think that he's made a documentary about himself, but it turns out it's Michael Moore doing it. Yeah. And you know the, right. the best who, thing about all and this. Who do you th- and who do you think he's being interviewed by in the, in the lobby when he's <laughs> being interviewed by Michael Moore? I presumed it was you. <laughs> so you... Okay, that's interesting. But then it turns out at the end that it is actually Michael Moore. Exactly. Even though you must have been interviewed by him so what happened was yeah you come out the theater. do you have any more questions about the film i saw by the way what film seeking the truth I, I don't know what this movie is that you've been talking about but this is the movie that you went to see the documentary of you co- bursting your cock and hysterectomy in the cinema when i went to see a different film exactly and that's, and the, that's movie. the film i saw yeah yeah, so, um, I mean, at the end of the film, he does prove a lot of the things are real and kills them. Michael Moore is in it the whole time. And five stars. Five stars for what? Uh, that's the rating system that I'm using to grade the film on its quality. Wait, are we talking about uh, five stars for the film that you saw? Seeking the Truth. Michael Moore's documentary about my hysterectomy bursting. Or my documentary well, about this review, which what, is this episode of the podcast. Yeah, no, I know that. Um, I should tell you that I'm making a document a behind the behind the scenes documentary about the podcast. Uh, so that's another about your documentary. Is that why there's a camera in the corner of the studio? Yes, that is what that is, and that's also why I'm recording all of this. Hang on, Tim, <laughs> that guy who's operating the camera is that who I think yeah. it is? Uh, I. I mean, I don't know who you think it is, but I know who it is. It's Peter Dinklage, isn't it? It's Peter Dinklage, yeah. Because he's, I mean, I think he's hes essentially making a documentary about this podcast about and about our view of the documentary that Michael Moore made about the film that I watched, which was a mockumentary, because he was uh, annoyed that he was not cast as the dwarf. Isn't that right, Peter? He's nodding, yeah. Yeah. So we can't give a rating, star rating to Peter's documentary because it's not finished yet. No, okay. That is, I mean, that's literally happening now. We can, but, I mean, we can give a five star rating this to my. We can give a five star rating to my documentary because it's almost finished. And how good is it? Five stars, right? And then we can give a, a, a rating to the documentary that I saw in the cinema. Yep. Which is seeking the truth. Yep. Five stars. Five stars. And are we going to give one about Michael Moore's new documentary about my hysterectomy? About your hysterectomy? Uh, I haven't seen that. You have seen that. I don't. How good is that? I'd only give it a three. 
Right. Okay. Because it was very, was it was very painful to both watch and experience. Oh, because of your pain. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. So you have quite a person. It's weird that you have such a personal insight and investment into the film. It's quite rare for that to happen to us. Well, I had the lead role. Okay, so the film you went to see in the cinema. Um, just yeah. so I get this straight in my mind, was it a documentary, yeah. a mockumentary, or a film? It was. Uh, yes. Uh, definitely. Michael yeah, definitely. Moore's documentary about my hysterectomy was that a documentary, a mockumentary, or a film? Yes. That. Yeah. 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 And the film that Peter's now making now, documentary, mon- mockumentary, That's or a film? Documentary, mockumentary, yeah, or film, yeah, exactly. And the film I made about my hysterectomy is, of course, a... The podcast. Exactly. Well, I mean, I do know that the DVD extras on uh, Seeking the Truth are going to be extensive and will encompass all of these documentaries, mockumentaries, or films, and podcasts. Uh, but wait till you see the bloopers. Oh, boy. Um, oh, the, um, my favourite blooper is the bit where my hysterectomy didn't burst because <laughs> it was less painful. My favourite blooper is uh, is th- this bit now when Peter Dinklage is recording this recording of the podcast and realises that it is too boring to keep in the film. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for him, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't know why he's still there, do but, you, uh, you know, we aren't talking about it, so... Do you know my least favourite blooper? Yes. Well, it was when... <laughs> When I left the theatre after my hysterectomy burst and then yeah. went out into the lobby and halfway through the first take of the interview with Michael Moore, my hysterectomy burst again. <laughs> like, Tim, you've never felt pain like it. No, I haven't. Oh, I say that. My, <laughs> my least favourite blooper yeah. was when they accidentally put the wrong the squib on the wrong person. <laughs> And in the theatre, when Genevieve was, you know, doing the stuff with the popcorn. Yeah. Instead of your hysterectomy bursting, (laughs) it was mine. (laughs) Um, But I just kind of, I just, you know, I just sort of did a chuckle and looked at the camera and just said, blooper reel. And it was was kind of hurt though. And then when you you said blooper reel, (laughs) you winked. Yeah, and then, and then your actual hysterectomy burst. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I was right though, wasn't I? Because it was on the blooper reel. I saw it. Do you know what I give that blooper reel? Five burst hysterectomies. <laughs> Great. Well, um, yeah. I mean, I will say that most people won't get the experience that I got when they went to the cinema. Uh, which was the experience of Andy's hysterectomy bursting. Because mm, you can't do um, that in every theatre, every I mean, night. I, no, you could try. Could you do a couple? I tried uh, for a week. Um, so in effect, it will be a sort of different film, really. You'll just be seeing um, Andre the Giant playing a dwarf, crossing off a list of things that don't exist that he's trying to prove do so he can kill them um, as an allegory for the ridiculous number of conspiracy theories in the world. And considering that film was um, a film within a documentary and the documentary yeah. that doesn't exist, yeah, you might not even ever see that film. Even, if even that. But at least you've got this podcast, which is, you know... Which is a film, documentary. and that's the film you have. Yes, and and it's a, a document doc, we've documented the making of the documentary about yeah. the documentary. So this this week's movie of the week is the Talking Movies Pictures Movie Show podcast film. Uh and the Peter Dinklage documentary about that will be out in theatres. He's shaking his head. It's gonna go straight to DVD. 
and who's got one of them anymore well exactly uh streaming streaming peter on the old on vod or netflix he's just shaking his head okay i don't think he knows what they are okay great bye can i get can i get a copy of it peter or oh you just said bye (laughs) (laughs) okay that's it all right Um, i think that might be the most ridiculous one we've done but yeah good see what happens I think we should just call it the Talking Movies, Pictures, Movies show film. Bye. Bye. Andy? Yeah? Um, I... I hung around after the film had finished because uh, Genevieve was there gathering up pieces of your hysterectomy off the cinema floor throughout all the credits and there was a little post-credits scene go on uh, it was Michael Moore yeah so it was I mean I think it was basically a flashback scene it goes back to like a couple of months ago to your original hysterectomy yeah because uh, it says two months ago and then you see yeah. a guy with a certain smock on and he's pulling some rubber gloves on and then you get that snap back yeah and he says put him to sleep nurse and it is um, Andy Price who's being put to sleep yeah he pulls down the mask after you go to sleep and it is Michael Moore who's doing the hysterectomy the first time and instead of um, doing it a good a good job, he does it bad, really badly. What? And he puts a little camera inside of, of your <laughs> inside of your hysterectomy. And and then he says he turns to the camera because this is being filmed. Obviously, part of the documentary. He turns to the camera and says, "Hmm, looks like that's the sequel sorted." <laughs> Um, which is the, basically the journey of that camera through your uh, removed womb. Bye. Bye. <laughs>